Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Moonbound Productions for supporting today's episode. If you would like to express your support, please like and share the show. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Hello, folks. Welcome to Are You a Fan? Give us a like, a share, and a follow. Uh, this week, I, we got no questions on this one. Sorry, Joker. I, I just... Uh, let's get into it. The Eternals. Real world, uh, let's get into the real world stuff first, as we always do. In 1970, Jack Kirby left Marvel Comics to work for DC Comics, where he began the saga of the New Gods, an epic story involving mythological and science fiction concepts, and planned to have a defined ending. However, the saga was left incomplete after the cancellation of the title. Kirby then, then began to work on the Eternals when he returned to Marvel. Which, you know, it's one of those, uh, I always love that concept of you leave one job, you're like, I'm going to go over this company, and you get there and you're like, okay, this this actually sucks. You know, I'm going back. Well, I just find it funny that, you know, one of the biggest names in Marvel, especially at the time, right. tried to change brands, right. and then they canceled his title, and they're like, okay, no, screw you, I'm going back. Which, yeah, like that... Jack Kirby has made some, like, he's come up quite often in our Yeah, he's podcast. made some of the most popular characters, or been involved in the most popular characters. Like, why would you cancel his his comic? Did you not know what you were doing? And it's only funny because the new gods are so relevant now that you're like, you're like, oh man, you guys really should have kept Jack around. Right. <laughs> Like they're they're popular now, but imagine if he'd stuck around with DC, that how much more popular it would have been then. Ooh, man, he could have done so much work on it. Okay, continuing on here. So originally titled The Celestials, Marvel changed the title to Return of the Gods, even going as far to create a comic book cover with a new title presented in the same font as the logo on Eric von Dinkin's book, uh, Chariots of the Gods. Uh, however, Marvel's legal department got involved, and the title changed again, this time to The Eternals. Yeah, it's it's really not great to, uh, <laughs> like, it's a whole, uh, hey, copy my work, homework and that. Like, can I copy your work? Yeah, just you know, change it up a bit. It's the same thing. I was there, they really, besides a couple words, they didn't really change anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's bad enough when you go with the same exact font. Like, that was just a bad idea to begin with. <laughs> Yeah, that's a quick way to end up in court. And uh, Oh, yeah. And surprisingly, uh, Marvel's lawyers actually caught this one. Uh, okay, so uh, I guess moving on here a little bit. Uh, the Eternal Saga was, a thematics, uh, was thematically similar to the New Gods, and the series was also eventually canceled without resolving many of the plots. Oh, Kirby, sorry. At least he was able to start it this time. True. And obviously, there's no real surprise being thematically similar. It's like, you're being made by the same person. Of course, it's going to be similar. And I also feel it's one of those, like, he went to DC with this project. He had this concepts already done. And then Mar DC cancels it, and Marvel brings him over, and they're like, what do you got? He's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to re relabel all this stuff I've already been working on. Right. That I mean, which that's the easier way to do that. I mean, why not? Because clearly he wanted the story, like the concept out there. Oh, yeah. And he got it. Yep. Um, writers Roy Thomas and Mark Grunewald uh, would use the Eternals in a Thor storyline that concluded in Thor issue number 301, 
which would resolve a lot of those lingering plot lines that got left open with the cancellation. Well, at least they they actually, you know, got some loose ends tied up. Right. Which, I know. feel like a lot of I feel like that was just one of those things in the the Marvel meeting room. Like we still got all these things lined up that have never been finished. What do we do about it? And honestly, if you're going to be uh dealing with, you know, basically space gods, uh Thor, right? What's better to do it with? Exactly. That kind of makes it a uh, pretty uh no-brainer there. I mean, see that or Spider-Man since they seem to throw all the random stuff with him. You're not wrong, dude. Like, out of all the characters to end up in multiverse, Spider-Man's not the one you would have expected. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, we got uh, subsequent uh, subsequent to the Thor storyline, the Eternals and the mythology connected to them have appeared or been mentioned in numerous Marvel comics. In particular, the Celestials experiment on humanity has been used to explain how certain humans can develop superpowers. The Titans, uh, created by Jim Starlin, and uh, <laughs> and Uranus, created by Stanley, were Uranians. That's not any better. I feel. I feel like it okay. is because it's not specifically saying Uranus. So the Uranians, <laughs> created by Stanley, were later redconned as being Eternals as well, which we kind of talk about later on in the. In, in world history. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll move on then. Uh, the Eternals would return for a 12-issue miniseries in 1985 under writer Peter B. Gills and penciler Sal Busima. According to comic book historian Peter Sanderson, editor-in-chief Jim Shooter disliked Gills' scripts, so Walter S- Simonson wrote the final four issues. God, so many politics that go into these. <laughs> I don't even know if that's really even politics. That's just a, I don't like you. We're changing you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, which I, I don't know. I've never, I, I've worked with people I don't like before in that. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, you know, part of being an adult. Yep. I, it's, do, it, I do it every day of the week. <laughs> same here. It's one of those, like, I give you don't like the work they do. But if you just don't like them, well, you know, bite the bullet. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, in 2000, a one-shot comic called New Eternals, Apocalypse Now, issue number one, featured an older conflict between the Eternals and X-Men villain Apocalypse in 2003, which, that's kind of cool, which, I guess out of all the characters, Apocalypse would make sense to have some clashes with the Eternals, him being as old as he is and, uh, you know, as powerful of a mutant as he is. That's so... And that in 2003 was a part of another one, actually, that I missed earlier. Um, So in 2003, speaking of, writer Chuck Austin and artist Kev Walker would reboot the franchise again for Marvel's mature readers-focused max imprint uh, resulting in The Eternal. So at this point, it's just a lot of reboots for a series that they keep trying to get out there. But they can't seem to get enough traction for it to stick. Which really, I, that kind of sucks. Like, I feel like the easier route would have been to just kind of involve the 
Eternals kind of the background of everything. If they're these epic gods of like the universe or whatever, and that just kind of just have them in mentioned and throughout the other comics. Yeah, it's like because clearly you can't get enough interest in these people to have their own series. And ultimately, that would build the interest if you know you keep reading comics and they keep bringing up these random celestial right. gods. It's like, what are they? And eventually, you know, leads to you being being able to make a comic that gets the traction. Yeah, one would hope. But, you know, business. <laughs> okay, uh, Neil Neil Gaiman with artist John Romita, Romita Jr. created a 2006 miniseries which helped bring the Eternals' role in the modern Marvel Universe up to date. Originally solicited as a six-issue series, an extra issue was added to the run because according to editor Nick Lowe, there was too much story to fit into the structure we set for ourselves. Neil was starting issue five and told me that he might need a seventh issue. He just had too much story to fit in six issues, even with the first and sixth double-sized. That's a lot of content. (laughs) <laughs> it really is and I feel like especially as we're seeing with TV shows now that are doing the six episodes like sometimes it's just not, not enough room and because a lot of times you have to have like an episode or a comic where it's just build up and it's like a wasted comic yeah it's just like and which really sucks because I always hate those episodes but I also know they're necessary exactly you know why they're there it just sucks to have them because and, like Arguably, if you don't watch that episode, you're going to be lost the rest of the season oh, yeah. or the rest of the issues. But you've only ever watched that episode like one time. Because you, you never go back to it when you rewatch it. <laughs> yep. You watch it one time. You're like, I have this memorized down to the very last detail. Now I will never watch or read it again. And I feel like with comics, I almost feel like a miniseries should be at least 10 issues. Because that way you have the ability to have the explanation, not just be a wasted comic, but in the comics. Which is a smart way to do it. And I've seen comics pull it off easily by, you know, having it th- layered throughout the series. But, you know, some some people just, you know, some people are Zack Snyder's about it. They just can't make good content in a short amount of time. Nope. <laughs> Okay. Uh, A fourth Eternal series uh, ran as an ongoing series for nine issues and one annual from August 2008 to March of 2009. Yeah, that's not a a pretty short-lived run. Jesus, That's only a handful of months. My God, we've had had small characters with longer runs than that. (laughs) I think Stag Shock has had longer runs than that. Yeah. And he's had some short runs. Okay, well, uh, I guess the Eternals um, returned in Jason Aaron's Avengers, and in issue number four, they were all killed in a story arc involving the Dark Celestia. Oh, wow, man, they just really hate the Eternals. (laughs) However, the characters were resurrected in their new ongoing series launched in January 2001. Man, these guys, like... Amparella had a better track history. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're definitely having a rough go at it. Which, I mean, I guess it's not ending because just some of the things I've heard about the movies, I'm like, wow, just trouble follows these characters, apparently. Yeah, at this point, reading how many issues they're having with keeping a comic going, 
kind of worried about their movie now. Right? Like, there should be, like, generally, if a, if it's made into a comic, there's some solidity there. Like, I get if they make a bad movie, but the comics are normally, like, solid. Exactly. Now, the fact that they can't keep them going in a single comic, it's, uh... Well, makes me a little nervous. Yeah, a little yeah. worrying. Oh, okay, moving on. A little more hesitantly now. Okay, uh, so that is their publication history up until today. Uh, I guess, uh, well, Joker, let's let's see what this debacle looks like in-universe. When the Celestials visited Earth one million years ago, they were intrigued by the versatility of the human genes. Sent their, uh, they sent their first host to perform genetic experiments on early pro-humanity, or pro, early proto-humanity. I mean, I guess if you meet us, you're not exactly going to be pro-us, so fair. <laughs> Gosh, <I can't>. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. They created two divergent races, the long-lived Eternals and the genetically unstable and monstrously grotesque Deviants. So what, gingers? <laughs> you know, after watching you, you read those words, I love that you can get some of the most complicated-looking words, but simple ones you can't say. <laughs> It's it's the weird dyslexia ADHD combo. I don't get it either. So uh, these experiments also led to the capacity uh, capacity for superpower mutations in humans. They also performed this experiment on other plants, such as Cree scroll and uh, the Cree and scroll homeworlds, with similar results. That would probably explain how certain Cree have the capability to not only shapeshift but also obtain powers yeah yeah because someone's always got to be experimenting i mean you know so much could be solved if we just um you know i don't know burn the petri dish afterwards did something right (laughs) and so kind of going in with that last paragraph uh some of it gets kind of i guess delve deeper into now uh when the first host got to planet earth the celestial Gaminan the Gatherer collected a few spe- uh, specimens, which Zyron the Tester mutated to create 100 grotesque deviants. After Zyron was done with his brood, Nezar the cl- uh, Calculator performed his own test and created 100 superior Eternals. The Celestial, known as Tiamat the Communicator, also helped design a few specimens, including the deviant Tantalus and the Eternal Makari. And I guess now's a good time. There's going to be a lot of characters and names coming up here that we are not going to go deep into because they themselves has have such long histories. Well, I mean, not to mention all, pretty much every name in there. I never saw again in the early years of the Celestials. Oh, so like oh. they're one-offs for creating this stuff. Okay, so yeah, these are one-off characters for this storyline. But uh, lady, uh, ladies, gentlemen, and folks. If you ever want an episode on one of these, comment down below and let us know. I guess uh, moving on with that, all these creations were released back on Earth, and the Eternals were given three principles. Protect Celestials, of course, protect your creator. Protect the machine, and correct excess deviation. And the machine part, we kind of 
get a little bit more of an explanation later on on what that is. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I was a little confused. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, I this is one of the few characters that I know nothing of, like character concepts. I know nothing about of comics, folks. So <laughs> we're all learning today. A lot, of, lots of that going on. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, with this in mind, the Eternals, led by Kronos, secluded themselves to secretly protect the Earth, while the Deviants established an empire in the kingdom of Lumeria. So I'm going with that's how that's pronounced. No that idea. L- <laughs> that looks like uh, Lem- Lemuria. Yeah, we'll go with what you said, Lemuria. <laughs> that sounds better. Right. I was like, I don't know if that's right, but it sounds good, so we're going with that. We'll, we'll, we'll call it good. <laughs> So, uh, getting into... <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, we had to add this. <laughs> okay. I apologize for the fact that I am a man-child and can't get through this without laughing. Uh, now starting the Uranus War. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Eternal... Okay, let's get into this, uh, the Uranus War. Let's get into Uranus War. Uh, the Eternals, starting out as nomadic people, would eventually establish themselves and create the city of Titanus in North America. So around 600,000 years ago, a civil war would erupt between two factions of the Eternals. One side on the side of Kronos, who cherished peace and non-interference, and the side of his brother Uranus, who wanted to use their powers to dominate the planet. Kronos' side side prevailed. Uranus and his followers would end up being banished. So they banished Uranus? (laughs) Which is ironic, you know, knowing where they end up being exiled to. So, uh, I guess we'll get into that here. Uh, when the two dozen exiles landed on the planet Uranus, they conquered the Cree outposts there to make it their new home. As Uranus built a spaceship to return to Earth, Astron refused to follow his way any longer. And along with three sympathizers, remained on Uranus. This ship would be destroyed by a Kree fleet uh, investigating the invasion of their outpost, thus leaving only seven Eternals alive. The survivors would abandon their plans for revenge and instead create a colony on Saturn's moon Titan. Titan. Though my question is, because reading the first, the last paragraph talking about only three sympathizers and Astron, where's these other three survivors from? Yeah, because we didn't really there's even there's get There's only names. four that we got. But now all of a sudden there's an extra three that, where'd they come from? Yeah, we didn't even get their names there. Like, yeah, no, the only hmm. one we got was Astron. Huh. He's that's, the only survivor we actually know about at the time. Wow, that's, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe these were, uh, maybe it's that whole like, hey, I'm the main character. This is a side character. And this is uh, character number one or two. They won't matter. Yeah, it's character <laughs> one through five. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, the Titans would fall back to their warlike tendencies once more. As a result, the colony of Titan was ravaged by yet another civil war, causing the death of all its residents, except for the woman, uh, Susan. Uh, We'll go with Susan, uh, who lived in isolation. Because she decided to live by herself is the only reason she survived. That's kind of a downer. It really is. (laughs) What happened here? They all killed each other. What about you? <laughs> well, I was just over here by myself. Yeah. yeah. I watched. It's like, ew. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on here. Uh, we're going to go into the death of Kronos. 
which kind of was needed to help explain certain bits about the Eternals later on and some of their powers. Oh, okay. At first, I'd left this out until I was trying to figure out what a thing was. And I'm like, oh, that was in that whole paragraph or two paragraphs. I just ignored. Yeah, <laughs> this this was a rough one, folks. Uh, de- uh, so, yeah, death of Kronos here. Five Around 500,000 years ago, Kronos managed to isolate the cosmic energy that empowered the Eternals. But the volatile containment tube shattered and exploded. The explosion transformed Kronos into a cosmic entity, but also killed all the other Eternals and brought the city of Titanus to the ground. Almost destroying the machine, the artificial intelligence that serves the Eternals. Ah, so that's what the machine is. Yeah, that's why I was like, I know we'll get into that later. And that was part of what I had to put in here for a later piece, too. Okay, fair, fair. Well, uh, dang, these guys just... Great job, Celestials. You picked a crack squad to take care of the universe. Yeah, as they keep destroying cities and planets and each other. Right? Like, dang. There's a lot of destruction with these, pe- with these people's early history. You know, honestly, looking at this, it makes me feel uh, not so bad as a human. Like, I mean, seeing as we haven't destroyed planets yet. That's only because we're not immortal <laughs> beings with godlike powers. You know we would have. No, it's because we nobody's launched any nukes yet. That's ah, all true. it is. True. Because we have the ability to right now. Just nobody's willing to do it. Yeah, this makes me feel really good <laughs> as a human right now. I'm getting right. a real boost to my confidence <laughs> as a homo sapien. So after being reborn in the activation chamber, uh, the Eternals contained the anomaly generated by the explosion and discovered that Kronos' experiment, or that Kronos's experiment had increased their powers. With their new abilities, the Eternals uh, then discovered they could join their will with an intelligence into a powerful entity, which they called the Unimind. Which, that, that's the most I was able to find on what the Unimind is. I was going to say, it's starting to sound... This makes sense that um, the Kree were part of the experimentations. Because the Kree have that central yeah. Unimind thing, too. And that's... So, Okay, I'm seeing the similarities now with that. Like that's, that might be where they kind of came up with this idea that's for, kinda, what, for this whole Unimind thing. Yeah, it's kind of a cool connection though, considering yeah, the Celestials experiment yep. on Kree too. Like, wow, that, huh? That's cool. Uh, so yeah, m- yeah. Um, but beyond that being an intelligence or a powerful entity, I have no info on the Unimind. Um, it, it never really talked about it. Just one of those powerful things that just gets thrown to the wayside and some stories it definitely did so i guess yeah moving on now the titan schism there you go (laughs) see (laughs) you can figure out the weird looking words but simple (laughs) ones you struggle with (laughs) that one almost got me i was like what i don't know where that came from if i'm being honest Called the nineties childhood. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, something awoke in me from uh, the early two thousands. Okay, so the Titan Schism, uh, despite despite being more unified than ever, the Eternals would still disagree on their society's core goals. Well, a majority would follow Zerus, Zur- a son of Kronos, who believed 
Oh my god, this is all entirely Greek mythology. Actually, yeah, this starts to lead into the Greek mythology. Okay, yeah. A son of Kronos who believed... Uh, or Zoros. A son of Kronos who believed they shouldn't tinker with their cosmic potential and no new Eternals should be created. Well, on the other side of a small faction would agree with another son of Kronos, Alars. Ah, we lost. Who <laughs> believed they should keep expanding the machine and creating more Eternals. So, you know, like usual, they have the two sides. They're going to erupt into war, like the always. You got you got to wonder, like, I get the Celestials are gods who don't care, or I guess above this, but they literally, you'd think they'd come back at some point and be like, I left you in charge for, like, what, 5,000 years, and this is what you do? No, I think at this point they're just eating popcorn and watching. I would. Because it's the amount of stuff that they're just watching happen. They got to be just doing it for entertainment at this point. I mean, that's the only excuse I can see. (laughs) And so around 200,000 years ago, again, another war would erupt. But this time an agreement would eventually be reached where one solitary Larsite would be allowed to find a colony as an experiment. Alars would be chosen, and he would adopt the name Mentor before he settled on the lost colony of Titan. Huh. Well. So, they're (laughs) like, okay, we'll stop all this fighting and killing. We'll let one of you guys leave and go do your experiment. But that's it. The rest of y'all are either dead or staying here. I mean, I feel like like this could have easily been reached without the war. Just (laughs) not with these people. Apparently not. These people just like really got that itch to fight. I mean, they're kind of like the humans. Yeah. Or you know, we can't settle anything really anymore without a war. Sad but true. <sighs> just talk. On Titan, he would discover Susan, and together they would use technology to found a new species of Eternals derived, uh, eternal derived beings, the Titans. They would then develop Titan into a wonder of science, building the supercomputer Isaac, I-S-A-A-C, to help them run the environment. As they flourished, some of the Eternals still on Earth started to believe their faction had been too conservative, although little did they know that Susan had just given birth to the one who would become one of the universe's greatest menaces, Thanos. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I had to get into the history just enough to hit Thanos, you know, being one of the most well-known Titans and Eternals. Yeah, I always forget that he is technically a Eternal. Yeah, since they call them, I guess, cousins at this point. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, he is still one of them. And... Knowing he's like one of the most popular and well known, it's like we gotta have him in here somewhere. No, fair and uh, yeah, no, he, oh man, he okay, yeah. Um, there we go. That and we're up to Thanos. And uh, and he, after this point is when it gets a lot closer to starting to hit the Greek mythology and the meeting of humans and integrating and talking, teaching us, writing other things. Okay, because at that point, this is where in the and the wiki started going over the all the stuff that happened with Zeus and the uh, Greeks, and then it get, went up to like the Aztecs, and just a couple thousand years ago. So it oh. skipped over a very large portion of their history. 
Okay. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, folks, that's that's it for the Eternals as far as their history getting us to Thanos. Let's uh, if, also if you anybody ever wants an episode on Thanos himself, we would be more than happy. Just let us know in the comments section down below. Okay, <laughs> powers. Let's get into powers and abilities. Okay, all the Eternals can join the Uni Mind, even their Titan cousins. Which I mean makes sense. They have Eternal DNA in them, so I mean, why wouldn't they be able to? Yeah, no, that that does make sense actually. Um, all possesses. Uh, Enhanced physical attributes, i.e. strength, speed, durability, reflexes, etc. to varying degrees. Which that also makes sense. You know, these mortal beings who were literally created by gods, you'd think that they'd be a little... One, one would hope they'd be better than us. <laughs> yeah, like, it'd be real disappointing if you met them and they're all just, like, really malnutrition. It's like, having you ate, it's like, I eat all the time. But right. my body just can't retain <laughs> anything. Like, so all Eternals are extremely long-lived and even v- virtually immortal. Eternals choose to specialize in particular powers and attributes. Which makes sense, you know. Like, all athletes are different. You got runners, you got jumpers, you got uh, blockers, you got hitters. Like, Yeah, but, and for the most part, this is the, that's the same concept as that. It's like, I mean, I'm going to live virtually forever, so I mean, might as well specialize in one thing and master it. I mean, why not? Why not choose to be the best at it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Moving yeah. on. Now you can talk about the average strength level, which is kind. Of, I like it. I like it. So far, we've had two characters in a row that we get some actual numbers on abilities. An average Eternal can lift about fifteen tons without using any form of telekinesis, although some are able to lift up to a hundred tons. Oh man! Yeah, they they can do some. They can do some benching. <laughs> yeah, apparently. God dang. God, God. Okay. I'll let you do it. Now we're getting into the other medias. The very tiny section. Um, Take it away, Joker. Because their only feature film is one set to release on November 5th, 2021. So in like five days after this is released. Not <laughs> even. Um, and obviously that one is titled The Eternals. And they have a motion comic that was released on September 16th of 2014, created by Marvel Knights Animation. Which that one gave no title, no nothing. Huh. It was like, here's a motion comic that was made. That's it. It's a little, it's a little irritating. Yeah, it was. Same time, I'm not. I guess not too. I don't know. Motion comics bug the heck out of my my mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've always been disappointed when I go to clip. I'm like, oh my god, they made a Black Panther cartoon. It's just a motion comic. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> how dare you trick me? Right? Yeah. So, sometimes if you don't know it's coming, it's not a good thing to see. It's, it's if you it's, know that's what you're getting into, it's not horrible. If you know what you're getting into, it's it's when you don't that it, it, you're just like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't ever watch this. Now. Right? Okay. Yeah, that was the end of their other media. Wow. Not even a cart, like in a cartoon. <laughs> nothing. Didn't even. Oh man, there's a no guardian. cartoon, no games, no nothing. Dude, there's a. Oh my god, they're not in the Legos. No, but they, they don't count no more. They're not the first one. Yeah, yeah, no, we've had two in a row now. That is that is impressive. <laughs> two in a row. That's that's more of the shock here. Yeah. 
Huh. I mean, at the same time, seeing as they struggle to have anything in the comics, I'm not really surprised either. True. I am a little shocked. Well, I don't know. Because I'm sure Thanos is in one. Could we count that? Because he is an Eternal. And I bet you anything he's in a, in one. I know. Thanos is... Well, you know, we're looking this up real quick. We are not done with this episode until we get this confirmation. <laughs> and I'm a little shocked they did not show up in the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. Considering, you know... They're in the galaxy, and these are kind of space people. Like, like, wow. They really just threw these characters to the wayside. I I am a little nervous to go see that movie right now. Right. Yep. Uh, Thanos is in a couple of the Lego games. So should we count it? I mean, technically he's an Eternal, so technically they are in a game. I guess through... Um, yeah, they're, they're living vicariously in the games through Thanos. Vicariously, the <laughs> Titans do appear in the Marvel Lego universe. Just because one of their kind happens to be in it. So we're going to call this a win on a technicality. <laughs> so, Joker, question. You a fan? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a fan because I, I really didn't know anything about him. Still don't really know anything about him. <laughs> They're, they're kind of one of those, like, I'm not necessarily not a fan, but I'm not really a fan of them still. I, I It was fun to read about them and learn about them, but honestly, beyond this episode, I'll probably never think about them again. Honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat. I didn't know much about them to begin with. Still convoluted as heck to me. Uh, like, I, like you said, yeah, I'm not a fan. Like, I don't hate them. It's not a Raiden episode. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Raiden episode. I don't hate them. Let's go with that. Uh, but you know what? For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.